Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Takes on Takes Tuesday edition of the show. Kyle, I don't know if you had a chance to peep these things, but we're basically going to talk about desserts and Jordan Love. Very good. That sounds uh, sounds like a great way to spend a Tuesday morning. <laughs> Yeah, man. And, of course, the Panthers. There's more Panthers front seven takes. I feel like we've segued from Dolphins take to Panthers takes. Uh, and West Virginia. West Virginia's goodbye. That was a nice run we had. We're on to Panthers front seven on a weekly basis. Take me home. <laughs> you want the first one? Mm-hmm. Josh. Josh. What is this Twitter handle? At Josh 63804051. He's a bot. And that sends us that's takes what all, on that's takes. What all, that's what all the Russian bots do. Yeah. Wow. Not. Yeah. I like jo- this Russian boss because he wants to talk ball. No bot. Bot. Like computer bot. Yeah, I like this bot because he wants to talk about football players, and yeah, this is he, what he says. He's not being inflammatory. No, not at all. Here he goes. This is this is aggressive, Kyle. Joan Williams, uh, second round pick by the Patriots this year, will get coached up by Bill Belichick and Stephon Gilmore and develop into the premier press man corner in the league good morning Kyle. i take it back he's being inflammatory (laughs) (laughs) this is best case scenario right i mean this is you look at a guy of his size his stature his length his physicality and you if you assume the technique gets correct mentally between the ears he's got the right demeanor and he picks things up very well this is what a player of his stature can turn into. Do I think that if you were going to give me Joan Williams versus the field of the next premier press corner in the NFL, I take the field just on the principle. Which uh, that's that's a Joe move right there. I do that it every is, time. It is a Joe move, but then you know, I also compound that and think about how far I think Joan has to go, and it makes me even more attracted to betting the field in this hypothetical situation just because I do think from a technique and consistency standpoint Joe Juan has a lot of coaching up in his future so I'll pass on this take but I do think based on the elite physical traits that he has press man's the perfect kind of uh, defensive system for him fair yeah no I think that's fair and I think Josh has a decent point there like this is a history of of, of, a, of a franchise and coaching staff that's developed press man corners. You've got Stefan Gilmore, who's an elite press man corner. So, and and, and Joan Williams has exceptional physical traits to be a great press man right. corner. Like, I get, right. I get the rationale. Yeah, I see the thought process that Josh has here. By the way, can we talk about the Patriots for just a hot sec? No, nah, I don't want to. No, I know, but this, <laughs> this blew my mind. So... I recorded Finnit to win it for this week today, and I did like state of the AFC East rivals, the Dolphins. I talked about the Patriots. I talked about how smart it was of the Patriots to let Trey Flowers go 
and get his replacement in Michael Bennett because he wasn't one of their keystone players anyway, right? Patriots have five keystone players and they just kind of recycle and churn over the rest of the guys. Trey Flowers developed into a really good football player for them. But Joe, have you realized the logistics of what happened when the Patriots flipped out Trey Flowers for Michael Bennett? They netted a third round pick and got uh, Michael Bennett. They let Trey Flowers walk and got the third. Save $10 million, 12, I'm sorry, $12 million this year against the salary cap. And not only did they net the three, but they got a five. No, they got a seven. So they traded a five for a three, Michael Bennett, and a seven. And Trey, they traded Trey Flowers too. You have to factor that in. Correct. But you took a marginally downgraded player and you traded up two rounds in the draft and got a pick in the seventh and saved $12 million. Sounds good on paper. I think Trey Flowers is a really good player. He is. And Michael Bennett will be a drop off from him. But the Patriots do this every year. Yeah, and, then player, and, and then players leave New England and they may be successful. And I think Trey Flowers would be successful in Detroit. But how many players leave New England and are more successful outside of New England than they are in New England? Very, very rare. But if there ever was a player, I mean, Trey Flowers is young in his of prime. Of course, going in to Detroit, Matt yeah. Patricia's defense. So I, I get all that. Yeah. But you see it all the time that these guys leave and they, they might be successful. Like Jamie Collins wasn't bad at first when he left. But by the end of Jamie Collins' tenure with the Browns, he tucked his tail between his legs and signed – a one-year, $2 million deal to come back to the Patriots. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. All right, the sports nut. The sports nut takes on takes. Brian Burns in this Panthers new look 3-4 will lead all rookies and lead the Panthers in sacks in 2019. The, the problem with the take, I can get behind this. The problem with the take is is Nick Bosa in San Francisco. If Nick Bosa's Hamstring. Healthy, yeah, Hamstring. well, if he's going to be okay, then I think – it's it's Bosa, but if not, then yeah, I 100% get behind this. I mean, that speed off the edge, and they've got some dudes now with Gerald McCoy in the fray and obviously Kawan Short, Mario Addison. There, there's a lot of attention that is required based on what the Panthers can do with their pass rushers, and you know, you're going to have an opportunity for Burns to, to really out-athlete people, which he's going to do all the time, and, and so I can Giggity. get behind it. But if Bosa's healthy, then I think he leads the, the rookies in sacks. Giggity. Michael Christopher says the Jets will win the AFC East in the next two years because Gase and Douglas will be on the same page building a team and Darnold will become an elite NFL quarterback. Also, Robbie Anderson will become a top 10 wide receiver after this year is over. Man. I'll tackle the Robbie Anderson piece first because I I know why Robbie Anderson has fans and Robbie Anderson's a, a very good starting wide receiver in the NFL, but top 10 – is aggressive. And I would probably pass on the, if you would have said top 15, top 20, I'd definitely be locked in and say, yes, no question. But top 10, it's a lot of good wide receivers in the NFL. Will the Jets win the AFCs in the next two years? I think if Sam Darnold becomes an elite quarterback, that becomes a much more realistic proposition. And they better hope they do because they've accelerated their winning window 
by giving CJ Mosley the contract that they did $17 million per year and giving Le'Veon Bell the contract that they gave him. Like you've taken away a lot of your wiggle room on guys that are in their second contract. So now you have the life of those second contracts while Sam Darnold's still on his rookie deal. And then your windows, you're, you're going to be changing a lot of dynamics about your football team. Um, I don't think the Jets win it this year because Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are still in the picture. I don't think anybody surpasses them until one of those two components leaves New England. Cold, hard facts. It's just the way that it is. And maybe Father Time shows up at one of these, one of these years and bites Tom Brady, but it hasn't happened yet, not at least to the point where it's really shut down the um, – the, the, the Patriots progress. So I'm going to pass on this take just because he gave us a very defined window for the Jets to do it. And I don't see any changes in new England over the course of the next two years. But again, if Sam Darnold becomes an elite prospect, you open yourself up to this actually being a possibility. Don't trust Adam Gase. Charlie gross Snickers. Peanut butter is better than Reese's peanut butter takes on takes. No, no, Charlie, Charlie, my guy. No, Reese's peanut butter is the elite peanut butter on the planet, and I and I like the Snickers peanut butter like that, that candy bar that they made, and the peanut butter in there is good, but Reese's peanut butter is is top of top of the line I, stuff. I vehemently disagree with this take. I respect Charlie. I respect Charlie for taking this stance, but this stance in my eyes incorrect. Kyle, tell me about the rat, the last Reese's cup you ate. Uh, actually not that long. It was Easter. Really? Get the, the one shaped like Easter eggs. Yeah. How many did you have? Uh, no comment. That, no, I've, I know that you've eaten an entire Reese's football. It's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will make exceptions for Reese's peanut butter cups. All right. There it is. That's your, that's your, your weak spot. Uh, Trevor Joseph. Oh, this is okay. Uh, the most, you look, cl- you look this word up yet? Yeah. I already looked it up. I didn't know beforehand. I never know what it is. Uh, the most climb... I don't know how to pronounce it. Climeractic? Climacteric. Climacteric. I got the pronunciation here from dictionary.com. The most climacteric matchup this season for one quarterback's draft stock will be Jordan Love versus LSU. If he has a good game, his stock will skyrocket. If he has a bad game, he'll be called a fluke, and his stock will plummet. Kyle, uh, this is, of course, hashtag takes on takes. Hashtag new vocabulary for Joe. Uh, have you looked up climacteric yet? No, I know it. I know what climactics and like climax and I get the root word. So, so what do you think it means? I, it's like the peak or like critical point. Yeah. Point yep. of reaching critical mass, right? Yep. You knew um, it. Wow. That Penn State education, brother. Wow. Right. We wow. Are. Um, as I look at this schedule. I think the LSU game, which is in Baton Rouge, by the way, uh, falls at a very favorable point in the season for this to be an accurate take because it's in early October. If this would have been week two, September 7th, when they're playing Stony Brook, I think you've got 10 games behind it, plus potentially a Mountain West Conference Championship and a bowl game. So you have potentially 12 games behind it that if Utah State has success, you're playing another Power 5 school in a bowl game. 
could have made things interesting here, but Jordan Love's going to have an opportunity to play Wake Forest, Stony Brook, San Diego State, Colorado State. If he plays well in all those football games, Utah State's playing really well. And then he goes to LSU in LSU and he plays well. Yes, that's the point where people start to take, like for me, it was that was, I think, a week. The last week of September is when I bought into the Mitch Trubisky train. Late September, early October is when I bought into the Baker Mayfield train. As far as totally changing uh, some of the narratives about them as players, because you have half the season essentially as the sample size, and they're playing an extremely high level. If Jordan Love balls out in LSU on October 5th, yes, this is absolutely positively the correct take because of the timing of the game, it will skyrocket Jordan Love's draft stock. Climb McTarrick if there ever was something. Yes, no question. (laughs) Uh, Take from Oliver. In a talented quarterback class, Jordan Love from Utah State is currently QB3. Glad you get to talk about Jordan Love as well, Joe. Yeah, I I, I put these back-to-back because I knew that we give us both the chance to talk about Jordan Love. Yeah, I did the deep dive yesterday. What is that funny? That was not. That was like the least funny thing I've ever done. This, like, this the SpongeBob thing. Oh, um, I yeah, I did the deep dive on Jordan Love yesterday, so I, I am very familiar with this player now. And um, man, QB three is a little bit rich. I I would like to watch more quarterbacks before I can agree with that. I probably won't because I think he's. I, I'm not sure he's better than Herbert, Tua, or Fromm. Right now, uh, I certainly think he has a chance to jump from because he's got far more superior physical gifts. And there's a lot to like about Jordan Love. I, I think he's you know, he's got plenty of arm talent. He's got great size. He can move. Um, I think he's got pretty good mechanics, throws well on the run, uh, can create for himself a little bit. There's good good uh, ability to hang in the pocket and keep his eyes down the field. But I think there's some stuff – like he's just not refined yet. And where that really shows up is, is watching – how he processes coverage rotations, and it doesn't affect when he what what he does, how he surveys the defense, and where he goes with the football. And there are times where I just feel like I wouldn't say predetermines the right word, but it's like you knew he wanted to go there with the football, and he didn't care that that safety rotated right where that lane was to throw the football. He's just got to clean that up. And there's some times where he makes some really impressive throws down the field, but whether it's ball placement or just not not caring or re- not recognizing coverage rotations. I think he's got to get that cleaned up. He's also like, he's willing to hang in the pocket till fault. Like he will hang in there, keep his eyes down the field and he'll find somewhere to go with football, but he's getting crushed when he throws it. And so there's just times where I want to see that eternal clock speed up a little bit, get a little bit more in tune with what's happening with the rush and, and, and getting the ball out quicker. He knows where his outlets are because he finds them a lot, but there are just times where I feel like, He's too patient in the pocket, which it's kind of a unique a unique set of strengths and weaknesses, if you will. I think he's got a high ceiling, but I think he's also got a very important year to really convince me, like, is is he going to be a, a, a first round or a top 50 type player? Or is he like a Jordan Tiamu, if you will? Right. I think that's kind of where yeah. I'm at with, with, with Jordan Love, and he'll, he'll define that this season. Guys, let's talk about sex, good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now, you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this just isn't for guys who can't perform. 
It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in bed. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships direct, so it comes in that discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On, and try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Kyle. Yes. Jason has one for you here. <laughs> he, okay. he, uh, I got through some, some landmines there. Uh, Jason oh, said, I can't believe it. Brother, I'm a professional. I'm professional now. Oh, for those of you who don't know how we operate this, we have a, <laughs> a living uh, Google Doc that we have the script on, and, and Joe's reading the ad script, and I'm changing words mid-read on Joe, and I didn't trip him up, <laughs> trip him up once. I thought I was going to get you there. Brother, I was tongue-in-cheek the entire time. <laughs> but I think this this speaks a lot about my growth as a human, you know? I got yeah. right through that. Do you and remember you, the first time you tried to do Blue Chews, right? I sure do. It's I've come a long way. But thanks. I never forget. Very thankful for those guys. Check out that deal, BlueChew.com. $5 yeah, no shipping. You get it for free. Jason says, uh, <laughs> is he taking shots at us here? Jason, I'm not sure. Well, we're going to deal with it. Uh, he says, Joe and Kyle, and tagging us on Twitter, will start a podcast empire with MySpace Monday, Twitter Tuesday, WhatsApp Wednesday, Twitter Redo Thursday, and Fart on a Snare Drum Friday. <laughs> Is that a new app I'm not familiar with, Fart uh, on a Snare Drum? I'd like to get it. I'm disappointed you didn't tie in uh, TikTok, right? We could have done TikTok Tuesday or TikTok Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, if he would have taken just a little more time, he could have really got a good roast in here. Yeah. Yeah. Missed the boat. Uh, yes. I think let's, let's do that. We'll start WhatsApp Wednesday tomorrow, Joe. How's that sound? Okay. So I don't, I, my brother lives in Greece and he talks about WhatsApp. Does that have some, is it, it's a messaging app or something that's done I've over Wi-Fi? No idea. Yeah, I, I actually know. think it's what I had a client used to have a client who used WhatsApp. She was originally from Australia and she used WhatsApp to talk to all of her family at home. So That's I assume it's, what it is. Yeah. it's, it's without uh, a data plan. You can just kind of send text messages or whatever through just an internet connection. Okay. Yeah. Not sure how we're going to do a show concept with that. No, no. Maybe Jason can tell us. Uh, Maddie V. If Dwayne Haskins plays 16 games, he throws for more yards than Kyler Murray by quote, comfortable margin. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Um, I think that Kyler Murray is a better prospect. Uh, on it's both pretty quarterback friendly systems, it would appear. But I just I think it comes down to Kyler Murray's a better prospect. And if and here's something else that's going to matter a lot is right now Kyler Murray all off season long is getting you know starter reps. Dwayne Haskins is not right. He's splitting stuff up with Colt McCoy with Case Keenum. And I I think that those two things are going to make this not true. Especially, I mean, you're going comfortable margin. They both start 16 games. Kyler's going to out out throw him, out, out produce him in well, passing I, yards. I, I think that's the catch is he didn't say Kyler was going to throw playing 16 games. Well, it, I, I have to. No, yeah, they, if they, it has to be equal. It has to be the equal amount of games. Kyler's going to out produce 
Dwayne Haskins in 2019. Just volume by pure volume. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, Arizona's going to throw the ball a ton. That's a good point, too. Stylistically, Washington wants to run the football. Yes. So, yeah, I don't... Matt, I don't take your Homer helmet off, Matt. Matt no, Matt's going to... This is going to happen, and then Matt's going to roast us next uh, next June. Pro- probably. And I'm yeah. okay with it, because yeah, our, our process was good. Our process was good. We gave a good <laughs> process right here. Right. Yeah, we're going to be wrong wants about to stuff. run the ball versus team that wants to spread it out and throw the ball. We like the quarterback on the team that wants to throw it more anyway. I'll take that guy. And the one that's getting starter reps right now. Correct. Good process, I'll tell you. All right, Jared has one for you, Kyle. Oh, boy. Uh, 49ers is a popular thing we talk about. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is the most overrated player in the NFL. Mm. He has finished five seasons so far and has 103 more passing yards for his career than Sam Darnold. I think Jimmy G started like 13 games. Like Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield have started more games than uh, than Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I guess it comes down to either him or Peyton Barber, right? <laughs> Nope, it's Peyton Barber. <laughs> it's definitely Peyton Barber. Uh, I might agree with this. I might agree with this. He started 10 games in the NFL. He's played in 26 games. In 10 starts, he's thrown 12 touchdowns to eight interceptions in two years in San Francisco, having started eight games. But what makes him the most overrated player for me is the fact that the 49ers signed Jimmy Garoppolo to a five-year, $137.5 million contract with what body of work to, to pay that out on. When Jimmy G signed this contract, do you know how many career passing yards Jimmy Garoppolo had, Joe? <laughs> Um, do you, do you know me right now? So it couldn't do, be many. Do you know? No, I'd love so, to know. 690. Yeah. 690 passing yards got Jimmy Garoppolo a $137.5 million contract. Now, granted, there's a very strong chance San Francisco pulls the plug on this thing after 2019. Yeah, they'd have to do it after this year. Right? Wait, is that that might be incorrect? Well, they they pretty much it's it's pretty much year to year after this year. Right, no, I'm saying his crew passing yards, he signed the extension after the first year in San Francisco when he got traded. So he had 2,000 career passing yards. Okay, that's a lot better than 600. Yeah, and it's like three times as much. Half as much as you'd want in a good single season. But still, 2,000 career passing yards got Jimmy G five-year, $137.5 million. And they're they're in good shape. The the contract was was very, very, very front-loaded. And so... They can get it's pretty much after this year, it's pretty much year to year. Right. The, gar- the guaranteed the guaranteed money after this year, they have four point two million dollars in debt cap. Right. Right. So you can cut your losses whenever you want. Right. And they've only prorated it's it's one point four million dollars of the signing bonus over each of the next three years. But they they've paid this man a lot. This dude is 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 very wealthy right now based on dude, the amount of money he's gotten so this, far. After <laughs> After this year, his yearly cash in two years of this of this contract is just short of sixty million dollars. Yeah, with fifty nine nine, right? Yeah, fifty fifty nine nine, and he has to date twenty six games played, ten starts, and less than three thousand career passing yards. Good to be him, brother. 
Good yes. to be him. Jimmy, J- based on that information right there, Jimmy Garoppolo is the most overrated player in the NFL. Uh, is this Brownstown, Andy? It's just uh, Roundstown, Candy. Yeah, I may have Andy, missed the copy-paste there. Mm. Uh, cheesecake is the greatest dessert of all time. There is no second place. What, did, what, did, what did you prompt? Because we have several dessert takes. I don't know. The next one's dessert take as well. But I am a, a huge, huge, huge fan of cheesecake. Give it to me. My preferred dessert of choice is cheesecake, number one overall. Yes. Kyle, when's the last time you had a piece of cheesecake? A long time. Yeah? Ten years? I like pie more than cheesecake, though. Well, then that's good because you have the next one. Ben Perrin. He says, the top five non-chocolate desserts. Non, non what? Chocolate. Chocolate? Yeah. Chocolate. Chocolate. I don't know. Do I say that? Says, that's the Italian in you. Every once chocolate. in a while, brother, it shows up. Non-chocolate. All right. Number five, fruit pizza. What the hell is that? I got to look that up. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Four, keep vanilla ice cream. Number three, cheesecake. Bad take because that's number one. Number two, hot cobbler. A parentheses, blueberry. So blueberry hot cobbler. And number one, banana pudding. And then he has three different hashtags here. Hashtag takes on takes, thank you. Hashtag food takes and hashtag no ranch on my Doritos, Joe. Kyle, when you were on your honeymoon, I dealt with the Doritos take where I had to give Doritos rankings and I pounded the table for Cool Ranch Doritos and evidently Ben does not appreciate that uh, that praise for the ranch on Doritos. First of all, fruit pizza looks like ass. <laughs> okay, I need to look it up now. Fruit pizza. Oh no, yeah, what is this? This it's is just fruit. Sugar cookie dough, Philadelphia cream cheese, granulated sugar, and fresh fruit that's cut up no, and put on top. Just give me fruit. Give me the dessert pizzas at Pizza Hut over this. Those are yes, okay. That's yes. a good take. Now now we're dealing with now we're cooking with fire, right? Yeah. Don't ask me to give you five. I can't I can't give you five. You don't have to give us your five. You just have to. This is his take. Is it good or bad? Uh, fruit pizza is trash. I haven't tried it. But, Ben, I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt. Now, if we organize time for us to get together and talk football and you give me a slice of fruit pizza, I will try it. Vanilla ice cream cannot make the list because there are an infinite number of ice cream flavors that are better than just plain vanilla. And that don't include chocolate, right? Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I agree with you. Cheesecake. That's a, a very standard dessert. It could include chocolate, by the way, right. cheesecake. But, but even if, if it's just chocolate. plain. Uh, hot cobbler's his best take. Yeah, but peach, right? Peach is the best cobbler. Peach cobbler's good. Cherry cobbler's good. Blueberry is probably third. It's like Pop-Tart rankings, except peach. There's no peach Pop-Tarts. But I would rather have cherry cobbler than blueberry cobbler. And banana pudding, solid too. Rock solid. You put some Nilla wafers in there. Oh, yeah, delicious. Oh, yeah. But, so, but so, there's he's no got pie. Three, you said you're a pie guy. Well, I you just told me I needed to talk about his five. Right, I know that. But I but how do you have a a top five non chocolate dessert rankings with, and not with no apple pie? pie, no cherry pie? No do you like pie. do you like the the weaved dough tops or do you like the crumb tops? Uh no, yeah, like weave dough or like flat. Like I don't want crumbs. You don't want crumb like the the crumbed. No, no. I appreciate the weave top, so I can see what I'm eating. You know, before I cut into it. 
Two more takes. Was hoping for a little more from you there, Joe. You weren't giving it to me. Sam Robinson, Alabama's wide receiver room is better than some of the NFL teams. Man, you know how I deal with this stuff. It's so hard for me, right? Like, is right Alabama now, is Alabama's wide receiver room better than the Bills? No. <laughs> that was just making fun of Alabama versus the Bills. Yeah, I know that, but I, I, I don't. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there could be four first-round talents in in this Alabama wide receiver room, but not right now. Not right now. Was there some teams that might take Alabama's receiver room over their current receiver room just because of what it can be? Yes, I will say that. Yes, there are teams that will say, yeah, we'll take a complete swap. But And he doesn't specify right now either. There's more talent in Alabama's receiver room than some NFL rooms. Yep, I'll give him that. I'll say yes. I'm I, I mean, that, 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 that took a lot for you to say. Yeah, there's more talent in that room. I agree with you. But he said better. He said better. <sighs> Kyle, I got to move on. Uh, the Mantis Toboggan comes back because we'll he, never – he. <laughs> He actually tweeted and, and said, when you wake up and listen to draft dudes and the guys are laughing at your, your username. So he, he, he's noticed and appreciated the fact that how much we appreciate his, his name. Mantis and we need to talk about, he's, he's got MD after it too. Like, what is that? Was that, I don't know. This is wild. Okay. He's the uh, toboggan doctor. Right. The Mantis toboggan doctor. All right. Uh, <laughs> I have no questions whatsoever about that. Uh, Jimmy Moreland, Jimmy Moreland leads all NFL rookie defensive backs in lowest completion percentage allowed in 2019. Man, if you would have said interceptions, I could have got on board, right? Jimmy, Jimmy's a ball hawk and he's going to hunt the ball, but I think you're going to put Jimmy at the NFL level. And I think crafty guys are going to take advantage of some of the aggressiveness that he has. And I think physical guys are really going to bang him around because of how small he is. And I think, because of that, he'll be more of a high-variance player, especially early on in his career. I don't think he's got the functional physical strength or the discipline to not have some bad reps sprinkled in. But if you were to tell me, hey, Jimmy Wallen's going to get four picks this year, and there's a realistic possibility that that leads rookies, I would have jumped on that and said yes. But I disagree with the completion percentage just because I think his play is going to be too up and down. Well, if he doesn't play a ton and he doesn't give up many uh, uh, completions, loophole you know, like uh, that could be something here. I have if you could, my producer wants to pull something up right now. Oh God, okay. Um, Hopefully, it's faster than my producer work yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but you know that turned out to be very good. You know, I think we're all very thankful that well, you pulled that off. You know, I, I I did end up cutting it, but I left the burp. Yeah, I I, I, I noticed. <laughs> I noticed. Um, let's see here. Completion percentage. All right. So I'm going to, we're going to look at last year, the last year, the lowest completion percentage by a rookie defensive back was trait. Uh, see sample size has to matter. It's Tracy Walker, 33%. He was targeted six times and gave up two completions. Yeah. Anthony Averett, two for six, Quentin Meeks, three for six. That's, that's third. Like he could backdoor into this. Now, the, uh, for a player that actually got targeted a reasonable amount of time, Holton Hill, he was targeted 31 times, gave up 16 receptions. My uh, that's That's 51%. Now, if you go minimum snaps for a team, for a player that played 20% of their team snaps, it's Holton Hill. 
My guy, Holton Hill. J.C. Jackson, number two. Levi Wallace, number three. All of those guys were targeted at least 20 times. Now, Denzel Ward, let's give Denzel Ward some credit. He was targeted 82 times and gave up a 53% completion percentage. To to me, that's the most impressive. Joe, I need to revisit your Doritos take. Okay. What were the like the top three? Uh, cool Ranch, uh, Spicy Nacho, um, uh, the uh, the Jacked Ripped uh, Buffalo Ranch. You had those; they're like thicker and amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember the rest, but I, those were the top three. I got to be honest. I'm looking okay. at the list right now of like somebody else's rankings. Okay. Spicy Nacho and Salsa Verde are probably top top chips for me. See, that is, I, we have a fundamental disagreement on Salsa Verde. I didn't care for it that much. What about the sweet chili heat? Nope. I don't like that sweetness at all. Under what about the, uh, the collisions of hot wings and blue cheese? Uh, I like the jacked ripped. Okay. I don't think Cool Ranch would be in my top five. When's the last time you had Doritos, Kyle? 2004? Listen, you are... I I now have to put out fires. Brad Kelly... <laughs> I saw it and I loved it. Brad, this is like what happened when I started memeing Ben Solak as uh, Morty from Rick and Morty, and now other people are just responding to his tweets with pictures of, and gifts of Morty, which is amazing. But you have now prompted this misinformed take that i never eat junk food i i do eat some junk food and it's very sparing but like i've had doritos in the past three months i would i if you would have given me that prop bet that kyle Krabs has eaten doritos in the last three months i would have taken no and bet my life savings on it joey what we had doritos bags in the care package at my wedding I don't remember that. Of course I had a, a 150-calorie bag of Doritos while we were there. Mm, I had about remember that. T- 10 shots of Jack before the thing started. What of course inhibition's getting thrown to the wind. We were out to dinner at some point when I was in the Mid-Atlantic for your wedding. And we are talking about nachos. And you actually said this. You said, I love nachos, but I can't eat them. Yeah. And somebody somebody said, "What do you, what do you mean? Why can't you eat them?" You're like, "Too many too many carbs, too many carbs, can't eat them." Yeah. Like you said that you said it in a way that was like, "I would I'm allergic to them or I have some type of unsettling gluten, response to them." <laughs> no, just too many calories off the list. Kyle Krabs ordered a salad at IHOP. I have witnesses. It's true. But you know what Kyle yeah. Krabs is in great shape, so with jokes on us. Well, I'm just I, I've decided, right, like, I can't be that guy that turns 40 and looks at myself in the mirror and says, wow, you're fat and bald. Like, of- I'm going to be one of those things, right? <laughs> but I can't yeah. be both. I can't settle myself to be both of those things. And I can't control how much the hair grows. Large percentage of the people say that, Kyle, but not many people get there. So I know, and, that, and that, you, that's man. why I want to be so disciplined. And you are—that's why I'm ordering, ordering salads at IHOP. I know it. I know it. This is and 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 look, this is the man who you know the 
Big Pig Challenge was on the plate at one time. Uh, you know? I know Kyle Krabs from like four years ago, brother. Like you've really evolved with your eating habits. Yeah, we've buckled down. I used you think I'm bad now. I used to actually be worse in college. I know. I heard about what are those things you were talking about, like deli ends or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for another day. We'll talk about deli ends tomorrow and and the the glory of deli ends. The sweet salami is the best one, by the way. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Coming back, see us again tomorrow. Hit subscribe. Uh, we got uh, uh, Tear Maker Thursday coming up on Thursday. We got Water Cooler Wednesday, Joe, tomorrow. So I can actually talk about Deli End. <laughs> and it'll be completely normal within the structure of the podcast. So you guys have some great things to look forward to. Come back and see us again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.